Are you wanting to live your best life? Are you ready to put your own future before the fears and doubts that are holding you back? Get ready to become lion-hearted and discover your purpose in this world. Now, here's your host, occupational therapist and pastor, William Hatteridge. Hey guys, on this week's episode of the Lionheart Podcast, we're going to be touching on one of those three truths about living a lion-hearted life, and that's our glorious purpose. Right? Each and every one of us was handcrafted by God to, to go out there and do something that only we can do. Seven billion people in the world and there's only one you. Why is that? Why are you here? And you know, it makes me think back to uh, a few months ago. I smashed my finger with a sledgehammer pretty good. I'm sitting here right now looking at my finger. My nail still looks pretty gnarly. Uh, but what happened was I needed a tool from my tool shed to work on this fence post. And, and so I go into my tool shed and it's an absolute mess. I, I really need to get on cleaning that. I think all of y'all can relate. But but I'm looking around, looking around, and I can't find what I'm looking for, but there's the sledgehammer and it's right there by the door. Easy grasp. It's not really what I need, but I can make it work. And so I proceed to, quote, make it work. And sure enough, my hand slips, sledgehammer comes down, gets my finger between uh that, that, that steel in the post, and blood's everywhere. Uh, it, it was a whole thing. But, but what it comes down to, and the point of the story is, that I was using the wrong tool for the wrong job. Now, it doesn't matter whether you work with your hands, whether you cook, whether you sew, whether you, you do something online. It doesn't matter what your job or your hobbies are. I think each and every one of us have been in the situation where we don't have the exact tool that we need, so we just use something else to make it work got a 15 month old at home I'm constantly putting batteries in these little toys and stuff and there's been numerous occasions where I've used a a knife to unscrew the little screw in a battery pack on one of these toys right um, and the truth is you can make it work with whatever tools you have in your hand but it's not effective and it doesn't work as well and that's the way it is for each and every one of us if we're not doing our purpose if we're not out there doing what we were made to do we're not working at peak efficiency, right? We're, we're not doing the job that we were made to do. And if we're doing a job that we weren't made to do, yeah, we can make it work. But that's probably why so many of us feel lost, feel burned out, feel like we're struggling day to day with our jobs, with our hobbies, with our occupations and careers. It's because we're not doing what we were made to do, right? We're not doing that job that we were specifically designed for. So how do we find our purpose? How do we find what that is? That's a, a big question so many people have. It's great when you happen upon it. It's a great, wonderful thing when you know what your purpose is in life. But how can you get there? How can you discover that? And we're going to go through seven ways that you can find your purpose. Seven strategies to unlock your fullest potential. The first is to identify your strengths. What are you good at? What comes easy to you? There are several ways to go about doing this. You can first start by asking people around you, your family, your friends, your coworkers. What attributes do I have? What are the good things that I bring to the table? What are some things I bring to the team that no one else is? What do you like about me? You can look into your life and investigate and say, what comes easy to me? What are things that never seem, I never seem to struggle with? What are some things that I never seem to have a problem overcoming? 
I know you, some of you might be thinking, I don't have any strengths, right? And, and the things that come easy to me, they're not good things. Well, it depends on what filter you use. Sure, there's a lot of things that we do that aren't good, that don't lend themselves well to certain activities or certain tasks. But when you look at it from a different angle, you can you realize real quick how to utilize it for a different purpose, how to utilize it for a, uh, a different message, for a different reason. For example, oh, I'm... You know, what comes easy to me is just attracting uh, weirdos and creeps and people who, who bring me down. And uh, I'm, I'm, I guess the one thing that comes easy to me is, is bringing negativity into my life. Okay, yeah, that can be an issue. That It can definitely be viewed as a weakness that you're constantly surrounding yourself with those kinds of people. But let's look at it a different way. People in those situations find you approachable, right? They find you friendly. They find you, um, they see that you're safe, a safe person to be around. Okay, so um, you can look at it that way. Or, you know, what comes easy to me is just spending money. I'm terrible at budgeting, but it's always easy for me to find a new thing to buy. Okay, well, let's look at that. Let's just retweak that a little bit and figure out how we can apply that as a strength. The strength is, is that you know how to use money, right? You know how to utilize every dollar, every dime. Whether it's couponing, whether it's hunting down good deals. Uh, the, the, the examples can go on, but the fact is that each and every one of you has strengths. I don't care what you believe, you have a strength that you can use. When I sit down with my kids that I work with, you know, a lot of these have severe disabilities. And I am responsible for each and every one of them identifying strengths, figuring out what are they good at, what are some, some strong attributes of this kid that we can lean on, that we can build off of. And sometimes it can seem so very menial, but the truth is every strength you've got needs to go towards finding your purpose. So finding your strengths, listing them out, writing them out on a piece of paper is going to help you to identify some parts in your life, some attitudes, some behaviors. And you can start to connect those to careers, to hobbies, to volunteer opportunities. You're great with people, that's one of your strengths. Well, you need to go into a people-driven occupation, a people-driven purpose. You love animals, you're really good around animals, well, let's start looking in that domain. Oh, you're great with budgeting? Well, let's start looking in that area of life. Identifying strengths helps to zone in on what out of the billions of things you could be doing is best suited for you. Okay, the second thing is to listen to your heart. All right, listen to your heart. I'm going to talk about a lot of strategies that involve listing out things on paper, drawing Venn diagrams, you know, pros and cons. But the truth is, is you've got to figure out what your heart is calling you to do. And for a lot of us who are logical and rational people, we, we operate with our brains more than we operate with our hearts. And that can really, really set you back when it comes to finding your purpose and your passion. It can be as simple as when you sit down in front of the TV at the end of the day, what are some things that pull on your heartstrings? What makes your soul cry out for justice? What are some things, some news stories you hear and you think, I just can't stand to hear about this. I just, it hurts me to see this happening out there in society, right? Listen to your heart. It can be calling you for something. The reason I have the job that I have is because when I was a kid, I saw how underserved my area of the country was for children with disabilities. I saw how hard it was to find people to work in the schools, to work with kids like my, my, my family member. 
And that called on me so much. It, it pulled on my heart so much that it led me down the path that got me to where I am today. So listen to your heart. What makes you sad? What makes you want to get up and do something? What makes you shout? What makes you angry? What, what builds up this, this fire in your life? The third thing is to do something small every day. Finding your purpose is not about writing it on a vision board or writing out a mission statement and then just walking away from it. Do something small every single day. And it doesn't have to be tied to your purpose. Remember, we're still trying to find out what that purpose is. So this could be way out in left field, right? Or right field. I'm not a baseball person, so I don't know which is the appropriate analogy. But you get what I'm saying. you got to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing with your life. So that means doing something small every day, regardless of how connected or disconnected it seems from where you are today. It can be something as small as volunteering at the homeless shelter, um, reading at the local library program, you know, calling up the school and seeing if they need any volunteer chaperones um, to go along with the kids that you have in, in, in school. It can be you know, baking a cake and taking it down to the senior citizen center. It can be getting online and, and roll, scrolling through forums and trying to figure out what questions people have that you have the answers to. It can be donating financially to certain campaigns and causes. It can be starting a blog. It can be writing a little social justice post. And so all of these different things um, can lead towards you discovering your purpose by doing something small every day, five minutes, ten minutes, you know, an hour, Whatever kind of time you've got, whatever kind of budget you've got, you can identify something small that you can do today to help contribute to the world. And start to get in a feel for which activities, what kinds of activities make you feel good about yourself. And that leads me to the fourth thing you can do to help find your purpose. And that's just to help others, to get out there, to help others in need, to help to help the battered women's shelter, to help the homeless shelter, to help children with disabilities, volunteer at the Special Olympics that your, that your local school district has, right? Go out there and do something with people. Meeting people, talking with people, walking people through their struggles is a great way to help determine where your strengths are. And finding those strengths is that first step to finding your purpose. But you're not going to find these strengths. You're not going to find out what kinds of people you're good with, what kinds of conversations you're good at having if you're sitting there on your couch vegging in front of the tv every day just shrugging your shoulders and saying i don't know what i'm supposed to do with my life you've got to roll up your sleeves you got to lace up your boots you've got to get out there in the real world and work with real people and start to figure these things out set yourself up a goal and say within the next year i'm going to find my purpose and then every single day do one of these strategies to build that way knowing that when you go in to this volunteer opportunity, when you go out to help with these kinds of people, this population, that that not, might not be it for you. You're not on that day trying to find your purpose on that day. You've got a year to do that. This is just to get your feet wet. This is just to figure out, is this something that I could be doing? I had a friend some years ago when he was in college, he made a, a decision that he was going to go to a different church every Sunday, 52 weeks an entire year he's going to go to a different church every Sunday he didn't feel at home in his old church anymore he wanted to find a new church so he set out on that on that journey what the amazing thing that he found was is when he went into these churches he knew that even if he felt at home at that church he had made a goal to go to a different one every Sunday 
And so he went to every church knowing that he wasn't going to be back next week, knowing that in that moment, in that trip, in that visit, he didn't have to make his mind up. He had 51 more churches to go to, or 30, or 10, or however many left he was in this journey. And that freed him in order to enjoy the experience so much more and figure out what parts of the church, was it the worship music, was it the, the message, was it the, the structure of the services, was it the people, was it the Bible study, whatever it was, he was able to break down each and every aspect of every one of these church visits. So when you go out there and you're helping others, think about it that way, saying, I'm not here to find my purpose today. I'm here just to discover what my strengths are and what parts of this I could narrowed down as far as what my purpose could be. And helping others leads me to the fifth strategy, and that's to build community. You've got to get out there, right? Even the job market, if we're talking about your purpose for a potential career, so much of the job market of finding job, finding work, comes down to your social network, your network of people. It's knowing people. I know somebody, and somebody knows me. You would be amazed at how many potential job offers are made through volunteer activities because somebody sees you volunteering, somebody sees your work ethic, they see your strengths, they see your passion, and they say, I want them on my team. Volunteering with a company, volunteering with a group can set you up way better than a paper resume ever could because they see you in action. So, so volunteering, building that community, building your social network is powerful. And the beautiful thing is, even if you're in a position where you're in a rural area, or you're not around a lot of people, or you're disabled, and it's really hard for you to get out of the house, the internet allows you to build that social community online. Just be wary about not using it just to watch the lives of others unfold, but to really get in there to communicate with other people and to build off of those social interactions and those relationships. The sixth thing that you can do is to read. Read and read all the time. I can't read. Well, then get audiobooks and listen to podcasts. But whatever it is, consume information. Read books. Read fiction, nonfiction. Listen to the news. Uh, read the news. Read magazines. Read anything in the world that's remotely interesting to you. Because by reading, especially these stories about people and what they're doing in their lives, if you feel like, I really am a little envious of this person. They're getting to do this awesome job. They're getting to go on these trips. They're getting to surround themselves with these kinds of people, work with animals, whatever it is that you feel a little envious or jealous of. That can very well be your heart saying, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to be doing. So by reading and consuming content and not just watching reality TV or game shows every day, that is a powerful, powerful way for you to start getting a feeling about what interests you and what is calling you to action. The last thing, the seventh thing that you can do to help find your purpose is to pray and meditate. Pray and meditate. As a Christian, I pray every single day. I pray for, for healing. I pray for strength. I pray for forgiveness. And if you're finding your purpose, praying for the clarity, for the wisdom to find that purpose can be a great way to communicate with the Creator that made you. But I'm going to follow it up with a second action here. Okay, A lot of Christians fall into the trap of praying and then not listening. Of just throwing their prayer out there and then not waiting around to hear back. Meditation is a powerful tool post-prayer. I like to go into my prayer, ask for clarity, ask for wisdom, ask for healing, whatever it is that I need help with in my life, and then spend 
just a few minutes, not long. I'm talking a minute, five minutes max of just meditating, of just sitting there. And there's a lot of different ways to meditate, but for me, it's just sitting there in the chair, sitting there in the floor, calming my mind, focusing on my breathing, clearing out all the stress, cleaning out all the worries, clearing out all the things that have been piling up in my head, and just trying to feel my body, my heartbeat, my breath, focus on me in the here and now. And what can happen is that that prayer that you just had is the most recent thing that you engaged in. And so sometimes we can answer our own questions just by taking a second and thinking it over, concentrating on it. The other thing is God can't talk to you if you're not listening. Right, God can't speak to you. He can't pull on those heartstrings. And, and I'm not even talking about a big, deep, bolsterous voice raining down from the heavens saying, Johnny, go out and do this thing. No, I'm talking about when he's, when he's working in your heart. Right? The story of Moses versus the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was a non-believer. He didn't believe in God. He was against the Hebrews. But God hardened his heart, and that allowed him to make the decision to send his armies after the people. That's one of my favorite stories because it shows that even the most stout non-believer who is so set up against God and his people was still affected by God, by hardening his heart. God's work in your life happens in the heart. It happens in your soul, that eternal soul that we talked about in the first episode, right? It happens at that level. But if you're not in tune with the soul, if you're not in tune with your heart, if you allow the stress and the anxiety of every day to just cloud your mind 24-7 and never give you the peace to just sit back and pay attention to what your own body, your own soul is telling you, you're never going to hear that voice of God. You're never going to hear that purpose. You're never going to hear those answers if you're so caught up in the day-to-day -day that you don't just take time to sit back and think. We live in a now, 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 now culture where we want it instantly, we want it now, and we're going to move so fast from that thing. Right? Think back to you know, a few decades ago. If you're sitting there at the doctor's office waiting, you're probably sitting there just reflecting on the day, thinking about what you need to be doing, getting, getting your life sorted out in your head. But now every single pair of eyes in that waiting room is focused there on their phone. They're scrolling through Facebook, and they're not taking the time to think about their life, think about themselves. So if you pray, and you pray for clarity, and you pray for purpose, follow it up with meditation. Calm your mind. And that'll be another episode on meditation. But, but calm your mind. Clear out all the stress, the worries, the fears and doubts that you have rattling around in your head. And just focus on yourself. Focus on the moment. Focus on your breathing and your heart rate. And listen for that purpose. So that's seven strategies right there that'll help you to find your purpose. I encourage you to walk through each and every one of those every day to, to identify your strengths, to listen to your heart, to do something small every day, to help others in need, to build a community and a social network, to read something, to read everything, to constantly consume information, and to pray and meditate. Take time to listen to yourself, to God, to your eternal soul. You do these things every day. You work towards finding your goal. You talk to other people. You ask other people where they could see you, what kind of job they think you'd be best for. You, 
keep working at it. And you might not find your exact purpose, but you will you can get dang close. And a quick disclaimer here, your purpose changes. The purpose that God has planned for you right now may not be the same purpose he has planned for you 10 years in the past. And you might have been doing your purpose 10 years ago, but you're still doing the same job and God has different plans for you. You served your purpose in this area. Now it's time for you to go off and do something else. And a lot of times it's that transition where you feel like everything's gone off the rails. Right, we've lost our jobs, we've been laid off, we've, we've gone through a divorce, whatever the case is. But what we don't see is that God is trying to get us not off the rails, but on a different track altogether. He's got a new purpose for us. So yeah, guys, that's it. Seven ways to find your purpose. I hope this helps, and I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Lionheart Podcast.